Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. The Penguin Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. What's going on, everybody? This is Chris at Geek Vibes Live, and two side reviews. Excuse me, I was—I felt like I was going to sneeze right there, but I did it. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, my Tia's with us as usual, guys. Uh, uh, we were on a little bit of a hiatus last week. Um, we didn't get to this topic, but we're back again, guys, for another top ten, and we're going to be talking about film soundtracks and movie scores. I kind of wanted to lump them together because, I mean, for real, this list could go on forever. Um, you're going to have to really take this one with a grain of salt. I, I believe that there's going to be, you know, I didn't want superheroes to necessarily dominate this genre. So for me particularly, I tried my best to stay away from it. But um, we are glad to be back on. And Tia from uh, geekvibes.com uh, is with me. Tia, how are you? I'm good, Chris. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. I'm a little hyper. I had some coffee uh, a couple hours ago because I got up early this morning. So I'm, you know, getting back into the groove of talking into the microphone. So um, I'm glad to be back. Ryan's going to join us a little bit later, guys. Um, he's running a little bit late. Uh, T and I have speculated that he's out getting Red Bull. Um, <laughs> if you're familiar with our program, uh, Red Bull is the beverage of choice of Ryan. So well, we hope that he comes back super energized. Um, so with that being said, Antia, why don't you just hit us with number 10 real quick so I can stop talking? <laughs> well, Chris, you know, I'm glad that you decided to include film scores because my first one I wanted to get out of the way. Not that sounds not so good get out of the way, but um, I wanted to pick the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise for my number 10 for uh, movie scores, just because um, I really feel like those movies would not be the same if they didn't have their iconic um, sound to it. That, uh, And I'm going to do a really terrible, that, like every single movie that really pumps you up, it sets the scene. Um, the way almost every every scene in the and I only saw the first three. I didn't see. I guess there's a fourth one. I don't know if there's a fifth one, but I only saw the first three. So I really enjoyed the soundtrack. I loved um in the third one. I don't know if anyone has seen it. The beginning scene where it's kind of you know tragic, where the the government is executing all of the pirates and anyone accused of piracy and they have the everyone kind of singing together almost to like show how pirates are strong and whatever um and I, I know that I'm probably not describing that pretty well but I really loved the score in the first three Pirates of the Caribbean so that's going to be my number 10 pick you know, it's very interesting because I didn't even think about that film at all. And I don't even think it was on any of the lists that I checked out to compile my list. Um, but you're right. And um, 
that that word iconic you used earlier, Tia, I think that's going to be kind of sprinkled out through this because uh, for me, you're right. That that soundtrack is extremely you know uh, iconic with that tone, that film, and you know if you were to just close your eyes and put the, your headphones on, listen to it, that you hear that that um, I forget. The, the tone of it, I don't know, but you're right. It, it does. It, it it says the it says it paints a picture basically of what the film is, and it's iconic with it. It comes hand in hand. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think that definitely should be on the list. And I didn't even I didn't even think of it, but uh, now that you mention it, it is a pretty cool theme, um, and it really does kind of make the film a little bit better. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I just. I was trying to think of it, and for the most part, my choices are actual soundtracks, but I was trying to think, you know, what movie really has, like, that great sound, and there's so many, and I'm sure that it's going to be on one of your guys' lists, but um, I really just like the Pirates of the Caribbean score, so thank you for liking my pick. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um I too was going back and forth, and I think on my personal list there are a few because uh, there are iconic films that have you know um, modern music in them that make their score that much better. Sorry, if you hear I all feel, of my meowing, like <laughs> yeah, we hear everything that's going on right now. Uh, I I'm trying not to laugh. I. I think it's funny, and I just remind everybody that we are 100% live right now. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> but that being said, it's going to be interesting. So for, for my number um, nine pick, I really kind of just wanted to get it um, on the list. And, uh, you know, where you want to put it is the sliding scale. But I really do think that um, the Apollo 13 soundtrack uh, and score, because they use modern music, um, but they have, it does have its own original score. Uh, I think that definitely deserves to be on this list, uh, Tia, for the, a, a lot of the same reasons that you said, Pirates of the Caribbean, it's that iconic score, and there are uh, a few themes within that movie uh, during intense moments and really awe-inspiring moments and really heroic moments uh, in the beginning, the middle, of the end, um, in, in the third act, and in the credits, believe it or not. And a lot of my favorite films have really cool uh, end credit. Um, music that just kind of sums up the the thrill or whatever you were just watching. Um, it could be sad or it could be you know funny. It could be romantic. You know it could if it's done right and used correctly. Which by the way, I think that music is oh my god the backbone of editing and where the film comes alive. It's it's crucial to setting the tone for any. Uh, film out there, uh, any genre, uh, it's crucial to have good, uh, good sound. But uh, Apollo 13, it just gives me goosebumps. It, it gave me goosebumps as a kid watching the film. It gives me goosebumps watching it now as an adult. Um, I, like I said, I, you could. I want to put it higher, but for me, I know that you know we're living. There's just so many you could choose to put on this list. So, but I thought Apollo 13. If you haven't, you can go check out the score. It's it's really it's iconic for me and uh, in a great movie. So with the visuals that you see in that film, it has a great score to kind of let you feel the drama and the tension that goes on in that film. So my number nine pick, while we're cruising right along here, uh, is uh, the Apollo. 
the Apollo 13 uh, soundtrack and score. Tia, I'm going to throw it to you. Um, have you seen Apollo 13? You know, I have. It's just been like a really long time since I've seen it. It's one of those classic movies that I don't think people talk about um, as much anymore just because it is. Um, when did that come out, by the way? Uh, 95? Right. So, I you know, we have... Yeah, it's we've had so many one. great we've had so many great movies since then, so I think that people really don't talk about it as much as they probably used to, but um I remember seeing it. It's a fantastic film. I definitely have to go back and watch it now from the perspective of listening to the score, um, to really just kinda like get the intensity on all of that. But I mean I think that's a, a great pick. Yeah, definitely go back and check it out. With um, I recommend watching the movie with some headphones on, and turning it up just a little bit. It, it just it encapsulates. It's a, it's not just a great film, but it, like I said, it has a great soundtrack. Uh, definitely, if if you're listening and you haven't, go check it out. Uh, I believe it's on iTunes. Last time I checked, Ugh, don't quote me. <laughs> oh, so Tia. Uh, we're going to move right along, and we're going to come to you for number eight. And wow, we're we're burning through these, but it's good because there's going to be an all, like a huge list of also rans because I believe you know I I have like a couple animated films you know that they deserve to be on this list. You know we're going to have some really good debates when the the heat gets on or when uh, Ryan Red Bull Ryan gets on. But for now, we're that's gonna... going to be his nickname now, Red Bull Ryan. <laughs> Red Bull Ryan. Yeah, you don't get to choose your nicknames, by the way. Um, <laughs> you don't. So if he disagrees, it's it's sorry, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles. All right, Tia, exactly. number eight. <laughs> yeah, what do you got for us? So my number eight pick is going to be Inglorious Bastards by um, Quentin Tarantino. Just because, first of all, if you've watched any of Quentin Tarantino's movies, he always just has this knack for picking really fantastic songs to go along with every single part of his movies. But I really wanted to pick Inglorious Bastards just because, first of all, it's one of my favorite movies um, out there. I love that movie with almost every fiber of my being. Everyone was so fantastic in it. And the one scene that stood out when I was making the list and I knew I had to include it for this very reason was, um, and Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, have you seen Inglorious Bastards? Oh, yeah. I've seen it okay, so many so, times. It's a beautiful piece of film. Inside so, of you, know, you know the scene where uh, Shoshana is getting ready to make oh, the, yeah, the David Bowie song gasoline. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that, that montage is on point, man. Oh. That is goosebumps, man. That is that's brilliant. I think cinematography is great, acting is great, the music is great. Those that's just one of those things. It, it's it's like David Fincher. There's just no wasted space in, in his movies. Everything is there for reasons like Martin Scorsese. It's like every shot counts. Every shot's telling you something. Sorry to hijack you but keep going i i i'm on i'm with you on this pick no it's perfect when you say about the goosebumps because literally just talking about it gives me 
goosebumps. And so when I was comprising the list, the one scene, that was the one scene that I kept thinking about was the gasoline, you know, uh, David Bowie, Shoshana, just so perfect. Everything in that movie oh, was so good. The intensity of it, the music in every single scene um, I can even go on about that movie from every which standpoint, but I my number eight pick is in Glorious Bastards by Quentin Tarantino. Oh man, that's a that's a that's a really cool pick. I mean, you can put a lot of Tarantino films. I mean, uh, like Reservoir Dogs. Um, yeah, shoot, yeah, and Django Unchained. Django. Uh, yeah, Django has great, great spots. Um, it's just you know great filmmaking, and a lot of people give me give me crap for being a Tarantino fan. It's like, oh, it's gory. You like it, gory? You like it for that? I go, no. I mean, like it's just some of the best dialogue I've ever I've ever seen. And it's a guy who goes for quality over quantity, and you just got to appreciate that. And it it you just you know say what you want about maybe the Hateful Eight not being up to par necessarily. But I like number eight right here for Inglorious Bastards. I think there's a lot of tone setting with the with with the particular music that they use and his his ability to put in some modern or pop culture um, music into his films, and it just blends so seamlessly with the visuals. Um, funny story is um, I was doing a uh, it was a, a small little a small film festival, and I was on a writers panel. And before my panel, I was sitting in on one of the ladies who worked as um, a DP assistant, assistant camera operator um, for Quentin Tarantino on um, Not Inglorious Bastards, but um, Django. Um, mm. And she, it was really cool. And she was talking a lot about the insights of how his brain works on set. And it was really interesting. She, she was attributing herself. She was downplaying her role as much as possible. She was really humble. And she said she just pulled focus a lot. I don't know if you guys know what pulling focus is, but if you want to move the camera, um, or if you want to track a shot that's moving within a scene, um, you, um, depending on the camera that you're working on, you can have an auto track, but you get that little blur. I think we've all seen that with our phones. But if you have somebody who's auto-focusing while the camera's moving at the same time, it could go seamless, um, and you'll never notice it. So she was doing a lot of that, and I had some uh, camera operating experience myself doing that as well on a documentary where um, I, w- I would be bored with the cameraman and he was teaching me how to do stuff because I was just waiting for things to happen. But anyway, not to get off track, but I love your number eight pick, um, for Inglorious Bastards. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a really solid pick. So if you're just (laughs) tuning in, yeah. If you're just tuning in with us guys, we are talking about our top 10, uh, film, movie soundtrack, and scores. And at number 10, we have the Pirates of the Caribbean, um, I would say trilogy, but it's more like a franchise at this point. I think there's like five movies. I don't know. But um, we both agree that number 10 has an epic score. Uh, it goes along great with the movie. Uh, number nine is Apollo 13. Uh, number eight, what we were just talking about, was uh, Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards. And I guess that's me for number seven, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Here's a little side note before I get to number seven. I looked at my list, and I have, like, Hans Zimmer on, like, eight of my ten picks when I first did it, so I had to <laughs> chop it. 
and it's just, I didn't I didn't feel like it seemed fair because people would say, oh, it sounds the same, it sounds the same. I'm like, yeah, if you want to nitpick it, okay, he has his own style, and you can't really get mad at the guy for if someone's hiring you to do something because you do what you do and you get what you get. Like, how could you be mad at the guy? You hire him, you know what you're going to get, and you say what you want about the man. But I thought, um, so here's my number seven pick. With that being said, uh, it's Interstellar. The the soundtrack is uh, oh just so fucking beautiful. Excuse my French, but uh, this soundtrack it gives me goosebumps. I I I adore it. It it it's the movie isn't um isn't there's it's flawed, but with some of the visuals and the movie and the tones that it sets, um, going in and out of um, the tension and the exploration of it all, but also like the dread and the unknown in the vastness of space. Um, I'm a big space nerd. I love space films, obviously. Apollo 13 is on my list. But Hans Zimmer uh, nails it with um, uh, creating unique and dynamic sounds for the visuals that, you know, the films that he works on. Tears of the Sun is a really good um, uh, Hans Zimmer soundtrack that um, in a film with Bruce Willis that people don't really um, give enough credit for it. Go back and check out that film. It's really good. But um, for me, Interstellar, it's, it's one of those, like, if I'm writing or if I'm working on something that doesn't involve me to, like, really think too hard, I'll put that soundtrack on and I'll just, it just, it just, it, for me, it just gives me goosebumps and inspires me to want to create, inspires me to um, want to know. And it, 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 it's just, it's just one of those, uh, I don't know, iconic for me. Um, it's going to stand the test of time, I believe. It's just absolutely phenomenally beautiful in spots, uh, like we're going to keep going back to. But the visuals of these movies, when we talk about these soundtracks, I think is they go hand in hand. Um, and there are, you know, say what you want about the film and its ending, but there's just some beautiful shots that, you know, could only be... Um, encompassed and appreciated with this great score. So I'm going to stop talking because I'll keep going. But my number seven pick, Tia, is Interstellar, Hans Zimmer's score for that. I'm going to throw it to you. What are your thoughts on uh, Interstellar? You know what? It's like, first of all, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know why I'm getting like a brain fart on this because I, I know the answer, but Interstellar is a Christopher Nolan picture, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yep. first, I love Christopher Nolan and anything that he does. And that's even, you know, aside from the Dark Knight trilogy, um, Memento, Inception, love all of those movies. So Interstellar, of course, is, as you said, people have their critiques of it, but I still appreciate it. And when you have a space movie, you have to have a good score to go along with it. You can't just have a space movie and have it lackluster. And when you get Hans Zimmer in, that's just movie gold. You have the stunning visuals. You have the amazing soundtrack that goes along with every scene. I thought it was absolutely breathtaking. And, yeah, you're right. The score is just amazing for that film and really, I think, deserves to be on this list. Um and, you know, Chris, you can talk all you want about it. <laughs> um, I, I, think that it, I think that Interstellar score is really great and definitely is a good pick to be on this list. Yeah, I agree with you about um, Nolan. Uh, there's, um, 
I've, yeah, I, I'm drawn to the type of filmmaker makers that are different and unique. Um, I, it doesn't mean I don't appreciate uh, all the genres, but there's just something. Yeah, you're right. You know, if you have, huh, if you have Hans Zimmer on your side, you better give him some powerful visuals. And if you have some powerful visuals, you better get Hans Zimmer on your side. Say what you want. It's almost like people are going to say the same thing about John Williams. And you know, um, it's funny because uh, I um, I help out at the, with the school during drama club, and we put on a play every year. And um, the music director uh, from an, another school who used to work at our school comes over all the time, and he knows I'm a big movie buff. And he's like, "So, what are your you know, what are your favorite?" What are your favorite film composers? And I, the first one I said was John Williams, and he, he looked at me like and he rolled his eyes with like discontent. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, how in the fucking hell can you not appreciate John Williams' score? I mean, it 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 transcends, you know, operatic music and science fiction nerds in film. It, it brings it together. How can you, a guy that likes that, that say? So he just was like, oh man, it's just. He was just on his high horse about it, basically. He was just saturated. He said, basically, it's just everywhere. And and I think Hans Zimmer's kind of getting that same fate. But uh, for me, I think uh, you're right. If you have him on your side, you're golden. I think he definitely deserves to be on this list. Now, as high as you want to put it, that's just, you know, it's up to semantics, and we can argue that all day long. But, uh, yeah, so moving right along, I guess. I don't know. I think Ryan just sent me a message saying he's stuck in traffic, which is not good. Um, um, you know, speaking about traffic, not to, like, get off topic for a second, it's funny you said that I don't know if you know, but in New York, we recently, a few days ago, had a pretty bad snowstorm. And if you look on Twitter, you could see all the outrage because they completely didn't uh, prepare for that shit at all. So just to give you a... Uh, an example, it normally takes me about 25 to 30 minutes to get home from work, right? Um, it took me seven mm-hmm. hours on Thursday Holy to get home from work. And that was... Real? The, that oh, was, man. It, that was the, uh, the the story with everyone that I was hearing. Everyone was like, it took me six hours, it took me seven hours. You know, people were getting off of buses and just walking in the snow. It was absolutely... Horrific. One of my friends left her job at 3:30 and didn't get home till about 12:30 in the morning because of this shit. And so, um, speaking about traffic, I'm extremely sympathetic to anyone who has to sit in traffic after spending seven hours sitting in a car to get home. <laughs> Holy poop! You know that is. I didn't know that um, off the bat. That sucks. And as a as a, a transplant Kentuckian from originally from California, I've sat through some Los Angeles and San Francisco traffic, but I've never sat through anything for seven hours. That is incredible. Um, all right, so I I won't joke about the traffic with Red Bull Ryan if he makes it back onto this. If he makes it onto the show, I won't mess with him. But that's crazy. I feel sorry for you guys. No, I don't feel sorry. I mean, I mean, I feel bad. I, I didn't mean for it to sound like that. I feel sorry for you guys. Um, I do. I meant to say it feels real bad. I mean, that can happen here, and you know where I'm at too. So, shoot, that sucks. I don't know how to segue into that, Tia. 
But I'm you sorry. have the number six pick. No, it's good. It's all good. Uh, number six. Okay, so I am picking the movie that came out last year, Baby Driver. Um, I and it was funny because I was talking to my coworker about this list this week, you know, and I told her I was going to put Baby Driver on. She was like, oh, man, she's like, of course. She goes, Baby Driver absolutely deserves to be on this list. Um, For those, I don't know if anyone hasn't seen it, it literally just came out last year, and it was this, uh, it it was a heist movie, but with, like, just awesome racing car scenes. So if anyone's, like, really into that kind of shit, definitely check out Baby Driver. And the whole concept of it is that the main character was in an accident as a child, so he has a constant ringing in his ear, and the only thing that helps him drown it out is by listening to music. So he constantly has his headphones in. And the songs that are picked for this movie, the whole, the first scene, the first scene is like, and oh my gosh, I should have, I should have done better research on this, but there's a song in the beginning of the movie and they play out the entire song and everything is to the beat of the song. Like things don't pick up until it picks up in the actual song. It's fucking amazing. Every scene, they use the best shit. At the end of the movie, there's this awesome standoff between the main character played by uh, Enzel Elgrat and John Hamm and it's just so insane and so great to watch. Um, and then it, on top of that, as I'm, like, sitting there, like, even thinking about, like, it's not a song, but it's more of, like, a detail to sound. I remember someone pointing out that because when he doesn't have his, his music playing or he has his headphones out, you can actually hear a small ringing to kind of, like, simulate that that's what he's hearing in between the songs. So The Baby Driver is just an amazing movie with an awesome soundtrack that really gets you pumped. It was so much fun watching it in the movies. I suggested it to a bunch of people who went out and saw it, and they all came back with the same consensus that it was amazing. And the soundtrack and what the director picked to play in it was just so great. It was so much fun, Um, and I had to put Baby Driver this list because it's one of the best soundtracks that I've heard in recent years. So definitely my pick um, is going to be 2017's Baby Driver. And no, I did not pick this movie for the five minutes of John Bernthal in it, but I did go to see the movie because of that. I went to go see the movie because of it, but I'm not picking it because of that. I, I did, I did. I was like, oh, open the trailer, let me go see it. And he's in five minutes. You sound like, you sound, your John Berthold crush is like my Sarah Michelle Gellar crush when I was a teenager. It's like, ooh, who's in this movie? I'll watch a crappy Teen Slayer movie I don't give a fuck about. Well, look, Puppy's in it. You got me. I'm watching that shit. Uh, so oh, I can totally yeah. appreciate it. Right? So, but it's the higher ups at Geek Vibes Nation are listening, please, please hook Tia up with an interview with this man. It would it would make her day, uh, to say the I least. Al- I already <laughs> told them if that's going to happen, I need, like, a month to, like, mentally prepare. 
um, if that ever happened. And even then, I feel like I wouldn't be ready Whatever. for it. It's one of those things where, like, look but don't touch. It's like, oh, what do I do when it's finally in front of me? <laughs> well, it won't be in front of you per se. Not to get off topic. Mm-hmm. Is it, I mean, he'll be on the phone with you, but I, you know, I know. I know how you feel. I know you're going to need some time, but uh, I would, that interview would be so awesome on so many levels. Uh, I think you would crush it for one, but I definitely think like the passion and the admiration for his work would shine, shine through, but let's make that happen guys, if you're listening. But anyway, let's talk about baby driver. That is a, that is a, you're welcome. That is an awesome movie and a great, you, you put it, you put it great. And you're right. That little buzzing thing. I didn't even know about it. I honestly didn't even pay attention to it maybe because I was just kind of really into that movie. I wasn't really focused on it, but that opening scene, if you've seen the movie is freaking awesome. You're, you're 100% right. That gets cool points. Um, and the, the selection of uh, the songs that they did in that film, you're right. were were spot on. It's, it's one of those films that use the music absolutely uh, swimmingly to, to, for lack of a better word, but their attention to detail, like you said about putting that buzzing in his ear, which shows that they really paid attention to at least getting that character right and um, making it, 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 it kind of like an experience. And a lot of these film scores um, make movie going, enhances the movie going experience. And if you're talking about cool soundtracks, um, this is definitely um, one of them. You should check it out. I haven't seen Baby Driver in a while. I need to go back and, and rewatch that, but I definitely think it should be on this list for sure. Well, you know what it was? It's like, I went to see it the first time with one of my friends, and then I saw it, and I figured my boyfriend would probably like it, so I did see it a second time, and it was in between the two times that I had read this thing about the buzzing, so I, like, made sure to pay attention to it, and that's, like, so cool. I I hope they kind of do a second one just because I'd be really interested to see what the music selection is for the second one. Uh, oh, man. You know that would be it would be interesting if he got a little '80s mixed into that. That'd be kind of cool. Um, you know, instead of Baby Driver, they can be like Teenage Driver, or <laughs> you know, Young Young Man Driver. But I get it that Baby Driver for a reason, but that doesn't really work as a title. But you know, we'll have fun. One of these days, we'll just do top ten ridiculous movie sequel titles, and we'll just have a field day on it. But you're right. If they do a sequel, I'd be I would be yeah I'm. I would be definitely in on that for sure. So, guys, if you're just tuning in with us, uh, Tia is with me, and we are going over our list for top 10 film soundtracks and scores. So far on our list, number 10, we have the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise Number at number 10. At number 9, we have Apollo 13. At number 8, mm-hmm. we have Inglorious Bastards. At number mm-hmm. 7, I just like saying bastards. Um, <laughs> side note. Number 7, we have Interstellar. Number six, we just talked about was Baby Driver, and I'm at number five. And I honestly, because Ryan is not able to join us because he's in the blizzard of all hell right now, apparently stuck in traffic. So I wasn't expecting to, like, I have to go back and look at my notes because I quite honestly wasn't expecting to have a number five pick. Usually you get one or two with the full list of, you know, when we're all on us together. So I'm going to go back, and I think I want to shuffle things around. Um, but I think, oh man, see, I want to bring up so many iconic, I just want to put it at number five. Let's do it. I'm going to do it. Star Wars, John Williams. It, 
it's got to be on the list because it's super iconic. Um, when those trumpets blare and those, you know, text crawl comes across the screen, um, you, you're in for an experience. Uh, it enhances those films. Um, you can't have one without the other when it comes to the Star Wars franchise and that triumphant march and the the uh, the emperor theme, the empire theme, excuse me, and the emperor's theme, and the throne room when Jedi when he's fighting Vader, when Luke is fighting Vader, and it's like oh shit, it's like oh god, it's chilling, you know, and he's like you know, which pisses me off by the way, he'll kill Kylo Ren right off the bat when he, he senses the dark side, but he wouldn't he wouldn't take out Vader who like basically slaughtered the Jedi. Nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kill my dad. I'm not gonna try. I'm not gonna be that. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn his ass. But no, he's not gonna turn Kylo. Anyway, sorry. Side note. But I think honestly, it needs to be on this list just because of the iconic status of it, and it's it's in every film. Uh, it 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 withstands the test of time. It 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 solidifies John Williams as you know in the late '70s and the '80s, um, just having great triumphant scores to really iconic movies, Superman um, being one of them. Uh, I think he did Indiana Jones as well. Uh, he's just one of those guys that when you think about great composers for film, it's John Williams at the top, so you got to throw him in there. And, you know, like I said, I wasn't I wasn't expecting to have this at number five, but Tia, I'm going to throw it to you because I went off on a rant about Kylo Ren. But for real, that bothers me on a side note. But John Williams is one of my favorite film composers, and I think he deserves to be on this list, at least for Star Wars. I think that's his most I- iconic role um, as composer. But what do you feel? How do you feel about John Williams in Star Wars, Tia? I've never seen Star Wars. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Imagine, oh. like, everyone. We know you have, because we, <laughs> I've never seen Star Wars. That's not funny. Like, for a quick second, I believed you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. we know you when have you... because we talked about it before. <laughs> no, all I want, like, as soon as you said Star Wars, I'm all like, dun, 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 dun. it's like, you have right. to, even if you've never seen Star Wars, if you're one of those people, which are probably a very seldom few, but you would know that that music, it it really, like, Everything about that soundtrack is just, as you said, so iconic. I can, like, hear it in my voice every scene, the Imperial March, even, like, the little ones where they're in, you know, and it's been so long, and, you know, forgive me because I don't know everything. A little flute that plays when they're they're transitioning from planet to planet, that little flute thing that plays. It just sets the tone so beautifully. You can hear what... You can hear when they're in that bar with Han Solo, just chilling. Like, everything you can hear is so iconic, as she said. Um, John Williams just created this, uh, this, this world of music that if we didn't... Can you imagine Star Wars sounding like anything else? Can you imagine just that music no, like, not being in Star Wars? Not at all. Um it's as iconic as the film itself, I think, that, that especially the main theme is. Um, I put, uh, you're right, I can't. And it's funny, it'd be funny to kind of have somebody, I bet you somebody on YouTube has probably done it, put some a different track behind it, probably changes the whole tone of the film. 
But we all know about the hell that Star Wars, the original film, went through to get in production. You know, from what it's the life on set, the the final cut being, you know, what it is and how it got to what it was, and the people that came in to help him and and the shit he got for it, and all the crap that came together um, for this film should not even have been successful. But for it to be as iconic as it is, and then the film score just goes hand in hand with it. It's like, it's like Superman. Nine times out of ten, if you do Superman, you got the John Williams Superman march going on in your head when you think about Superman. Uh, it, and you got the visuals of him flying out and you know doing Superman shit or whatever. But um, I was going to make a very good point, but I, for, I forgot what I was going to make. But I think yeah, it's iconic. It definitely deserves to be on this list. Um, uh, who, I, so there are some times when I'm walking down the hallways at school where I got the Imperial March <laughs> going on in the back of my head, and I, I'm on a mission. So um, for me, it's iconic. I think it definitely deserves to be on this list. Um, so Tia, moving quite along here pretty quickly. So this probably will be a, a shorter show than normal, guys, but it's okay. It's just Tia and I having a really cool conversation. But Tia, number four is yours. So what do you got for us? Uh, so this may be a kind of like unusual pick, but um, I decided to choose Skull Island, which I don't know if that came out last year, the year before that, um, with Tom Hiddleston and Samuel L. Jackson and Brie Larson. I thought that had a really great um, 1970s like soundtrack feel to it. I really enjoyed the kind of like Vietnam war error uh, music that they kind of like associated with that movie. Um, there was just a few parts that I thought were really great that had some really awesome like songs. At one point you have, um, oh God, what the hell is their name? Credence Clearwater playing um, Fortunate Son, which is one of my all-time favorite songs. So anytime I feel like a movie has that in it, I want to choose that movie. So I I know it's a strange like kind of choice to have in here, and you probably don't think of you know great soundtracks when you think of Skull Island, but I really liked the movie and I really liked the music that went along with it. I thought it was really good uh, placement for the era that it was in because if you remember it's the 1970s, you know you have to remember where we were in the 1970s. It literally takes place right at the end of the Vietnam War, so. It has this, like, great just kind of, I don't want to say grungy because then I, you think of the 1990s, but um, that almost, like, grungy rock and roll feel to it. So I think I, I really want to choose for my number four to be Skull Island. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, should it be number four on the list? Probably, I would probably swap that out with um, uh, your Pirates of the Caribbean pick. Uh, I, I think that, um, I don't know, I have a little bit of disdain for that film. I think it, it, it has, <laughs> it's good. I think it's good in some spots, but I think it, it has some shortcomings. But one of the things which which is like, it goes along with your pick, is one of the things I did like about the film was its use of music. I think it really, because of the film that it was, I think, and the things that were going on visually, and you're right, the era that it was in, it did a really good job of, of using, the, uh, you know, appropriate music and using it well and with iconic shots that are kind of weird. And that film, 
is really cool in certain spots. It's it's not fantastic. I think Tom Hiddleston's character, and it's like, eh. I think he's phoned it in, personally. Um, uh, it's, uh, I think that, I don't know. I don't want to get into a debate about the picture, but I do like, I do like you're right, there, when they use the, the appropriate music and the, the helicopter attack scene is one of my favorites because uh, it slows down and stuff and the things, you know, when he throws, like, the other helicopter into the other helicopter, it's just really cool visually and it has a really cool soundtrack. Does it deserve to be on this list? Yes, but I personally would probably lower it down a notch, but it's on the list and I think it's cool. Uh, I am super hyped for the for the the uh, what is it uh, Kong King of the Monsters or whatever that's coming out the Godzilla, um, you know, versus uh, King Kong, Kong yeah. that's coming out. Yeah, Kong and, and Monster I, of the I don't know King of the Monsters. I'm not really big on that <laughs> stuff, to be honest with you. It's not my cup of tea. You know what? Normally it wouldn't be either, but here comes another moment where I'm going to be shameless, and I really like Tom Hiddleston, so yeah, of course, that's why I went to go see it, but I will agree, his character really wasn't my favorite character in it. I think it was kind of like an underutilization of his talent. Um, mm-hmm. If anything, I, I feel like my favorite character in that movie was John C. Riley's character. Um, oh, by far he stole the show. Yeah, and at the end, at the end, when they show him being reunited with his like wife after what forty years of or thirty years of being on the island, I cried. Of course, I, I'm emotional, so Aww. I cried during that. Yeah, of but so you're right. Um, it definitely had some flaws. The movie, and maybe I could push it back a little on this list. I just really like the music in it. No, that's understandable, and I I totally appreciate um, that that thought process and um, the film for like I think that um, you for me that film and the music it, it, it's one of the it's like we said before it goes hand in hand. You think of the I think of these really cool shots. I think of the the music, and that's what really kind of stands out. So yeah, it definitely deserves to be on this list. I think, and because. It's a little bit more, you know, I would say modern, but, you know, I think a lot of people have probably seen that film more than they've seen, like, let's say, Apollo 13. Um, so, you know, it's it's okay to talk about recent pictures. So we'll just keep that one. And we'll keep going with Kong School mm-hmm. Island. But I really do, I really do think that uh, Tom Hiddleston phoned that one into a tiny bit. Uh, but that's for another. We'll do top ten Tom Hiddleston phones it in movies. No, I'm just joking with you. But... <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll do the and then we'll do the the other man crush that you have. We'll do a top ten, um, which Thank which will obviously we, it might be a cool 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 way when Punisher comes out. Maybe we'll do a top ten um, actors showcase, and we'll, we'll just do top ten um, John Berthall films or cameos or characters. I think that'd be cool if we, you know, because we were talking before Tia about like maybe just doing like an actor or top ten performances or something like that. That would be a good one to start. I'm up, I'm I up can, for that one and put a feather in the cast. I can do all of the top ten picks. You could just hear me for two hours talk about the top yeah. ten picks. Why don't you great. host it? That'd be awesome. <laughs> we could do a little role reversal. You can host it. <laughs> that sounds That'd be amazing. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely. So, guys, if you're just tuning in with us, 
this is Chris NT, and we're going over our top 10 picks for film, soundtracks, and movie scores. At number 10, we have Pirates of the Caribbean. At number 9, we have Apollo 13. At number 8, we have Inglorious Bastards. At number 7, Interstellar. Number 6, Baby Driver. Number 5, Star Wars. Number four, uh, four. <laughs> number four. I was gonna, I was gonna say Kong before four. I don't know what that was about. Number four is Kong Skull Island, and I guess I have the number three pick. And uh, I'm not sure if you've seen this movie, but for me, it's it's super iconic. Uh, it's I'm gonna choose it probably over. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna. Um, I'm going to do Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner. Uh the the soundtrack uh I think is by Van Vangelis Vangelis. Uh it's, it's French. I'm not really I'm not really sure how to pronounce his name, but it's like Star Wars. It's iconic. It sets this really unique the the film is done in the 80s with matte paintings and miniatures and it has this really dark and gritty tone visually and it has this really unique and synthesized uh, and piano, electric piano, kind of jazz, dark rock beat to it throughout the film. It's just, it's iconic. It's a lot like 2001 A Space Odyssey um, in, in certain spots. But for me, if you're talking about iconic films, you're talking about their movie scores. I don't think if you do a list, see if you look and go top 10 movies of all time, Nine times out of ten, those films have great scores or you know great soundtracks to go along with those movies. And this one is is uh, is right on that list. And if you've seen 2049, you get a little bit of a taste of just how good the original Blade Runner soundtrack is in that film because that's beautiful as well. Um, and uh, that's a good way to describe it. There's uh, a ton of tracks that portray a lot of the drama and there's just a lot there's a lot of static and still shots where there's a lot of light just peering through and it's really like jazz kind of really it's, it's really hard to explain if you haven't heard it it's a really unique 80s kind of what they thought the future 2016 17 was going to be like um feel to it but it's iconic i think it goes hand in hand i listen to it on a daily not a daily basis but i use it usually listen to it when i'm being creative or if i'm just you know playing the game or something like that just you know, on in the background, but it's iconic. It definitely deserves to be on this list. Tia, have you seen Blade Runner? I have not, Chris. I'm sorry, and oh. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the recent one either. It, it's on my like Google Play. I have it on my watch list. I just it's one of those things that I haven't gotten a chance to to watch just yet. So I do apologize for that. Um, I know that people really love the aesthetic of Blade Runner, um, and I can kind of, it, it has that kind of like cyberpunk feel to it, right? Um, I wouldn't say cyberpunk necessarily. I mean, the visuals, yes, but the the soundtrack mm-hmm. is al- almost the sound is almost a contrast to it, that cyberpunk feel. But yeah, it's it, it complements each other in in that regards. Um, uh, you know, people will tear. There's just a there's a real big cult following for um, Blade Runner, by the way. Um, and there's so many things that um, you know, behind the scenes stuff. And there's like 35 cuts of the film or some shit like that. Um, Ridley Scott is just a, a freaking madman filmmaker. Um, so 
you should def I would definitely check it out. Um if you're in if you're really into movie and iconic film scores, uh Blade Runner should definitely be on your list. For sure. But Tia, that's you uh, at number two and I think yeah, that's yeah, number two. I had three. That was three, yes. Number two comes after three. So the or before three. <laughs> Jesus. I'm just Chris, scoring points don't, tonight. Yeah. Don't you don't don't you work at a school? <laughs> don't I, I you know what it's thought I thought, nah, she's not gonna she wouldn't do that to me. Oh, she did. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You're right. We're we're getting to that level, you know, because you and I are friends, so that's just what happens. Ooh. Friends friends tease each other. Oh, Tia. <laughs> you 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 did a really cool thing right there. What you did, it's a little inside joke. But yes, Tia, Tia and I are friends, and it's public anyway. Which is, it's an inside joke, guys. Um, <laughs> but Tia, at, um, so yeah, number two is yours. So I'm 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 interested because you had you had some really cool picks. I'm I'm I you, I can't really I can't really gauge where you're gonna go with it. If, if it's, is it a John Berthold? Is it is it like the Walking Dead soundtrack no. or the Punisher no. theme? No. <laughs> now I feel like I should like quickly go through all the John Berthold movies. Wait, I did Baby Driver. He's in. So there you go. I got him on the list. He okay. was there somehow. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. Okay, okay. You got it out of your system. Okay, cool. I got it out of my system. So I really try for this list to kind of keep superhero movies out of the way because there's so many in there that I can choose. Um, And since this is essentially my last pick, it is between two movies, but I think I'm going to choose... I'm going to choose Thor Ragnarok. I'm going to pick as my final pick a superhero movie. Um, I want to pick Thor Ragnarok. I think it's, you know... It's my number one. I'm... I, you no, know but it's you great have, though. It's great though. Take it. No, take no, it away. Take if, it away. If, if you if you want to take it, I could take my other pick because I was satisfied with that as well. You can talk about Thor Ragnarok. Does Are that you sound sure? fair? I don't know. I, 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 I mean, it's more than fair. It's your pick, so you're the one who has to be so kindly to give it up. It's fair either way. It's fair <laughs> that you take it. But I'm I'm just so I'm not upset. I'm happy that you it's on your list and it's on mine. It's so close to each other on the list. But I think you should take it. But it's your call. I could take two and then you can have number one and I think that'd be cool, but that's up to you. You know what? Why don't yeah. Oh gosh, I don't know. Because I'm perfectly fine if you take Thor because then we're both gonna talk about it. You take you take number one, I'm gonna take number two, I'm gonna pick the other one on my list. Um I'm gonna pick Suicide Squad. Yeah, but we which, just gave. Yeah. Okay, so you're okay. We just gave away number one and number two before we even. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We're doing things a little okay. differently today. We're gonna to talk about no it. Problem. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> so, okay. Don't worry, Chris. So, <laughs> we got this. <laughs> okay. Take deep breaths. Everything's gonna be fine. If I, if we were right. in front of each other, I'd say, "Look at me. Everything is going to be fine. Deep breath." So, um, and, and I would number, laugh. <laughs> uh, my number two pick is going to be Suicide Squad. 
just because, all right, so let me get it out of the way because I feel like anytime anyone talks about Suicide Squad, you have to sit there and be like, yes, I know, it's not the greatest film on the face of the planet. I know that there's plenty of people out there who can't stand it and, you know, plenty of people, whatever, whatever. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the music, okay? And to me, the reason why I think that the whole announcement that James Gunn is going to do Suicide Squad 2 is amazing because obviously the Guardians of the Galaxy movies have fantastic soundtracks. And I thought that Suicide Squad really embodied the same thing that the Guardians of the Galaxy um, franchise did is with that amazing uh, sound score. I, I really liked Suicide Squad's uh, music. I thought it was fantastic. Every but every single song in it, I was like, yes, this is an amazing song. Let's just keep going. The fact that you had rock and roll, you had hip hop, you had all these like different songs in one, and yes, it was a little chaotic, but I fucking loved it, and I stand by that pick any single every single time. I don't care what anyone says about Suicide Squad. <laughs> I enjoy the movie. I really don't. You know, I know I'm out of the you. No, like I, I, I think that's awesome. So my number two pick is going to be Suicide Squad score, the the soundtrack. I fucking loved it. Uh, afterwards, I, like, downloaded the soundtrack just because I wanted to continuously listen to it. So that's my pick. And what do you have to say about that, yeah. Chris? <laughs> oh, oh, I got a shit ton to say. First of all, can I just say one thing? What? The trailer was fucking awesome. The yeah. trailer music and the way they cut that was just, I mean, first off, I love Queen and, and I, you know, I wish, you know, I would, I would love to talk about, maybe I'll have you on my personal channel one day, T. We can come on and we do a Sunday conversation where we talk about movies we just recently seen and just came out. And, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody was just an awesome movie. And I just love Queen. I love Freddie Mercury so much. And um, the way that they used it in that trailer is just amazing. And you're right. The sound, the, the music in that film is great. Can I ask you a question? Do you think mm. that it's that was a little, like, a little corny at spots, a little on the nose, a little like, oh, you know, they're in Louisiana, so we need to play, oh, the house in New Orleans, whatever the hell that song is called. You know what I mean? House of the Rising Sun. There you go. It, it, you I know don't... what I mean? It's a cliche shit. Cliche. Every time Amanda Waller walks in, it's that, or when they introduce her, it's Sympathy for the Devil. You know, and it's oh, like, you, you know, and you got Harley Quinn, you know. So it's like, they have their own little title card, their, little, their own little soundtrack with them, and they have their own little, uh, they, you know, they're so cool. They get introduced in the movie twice. Who, why? We don't know, but that's just the way it is. Well, that's what happens when you have a trailer house cut your film. But you're right. Not defending the picture, but the soundtrack of that film is really cool. Um, I really love the use of it um, in certain spots. It is cliche and corny, um, but it is really cool, um, and and used. I think it's used appropriately. I, I would have loved to seen the original director's cut of that film. I really would have loved. I think it would have been ten times better than what we got. But you comparing it to the Guardians of the Galaxy? No fucking way. Guardians just does it better. It's like Diet Coke and urine. Like which one? Okay, yeah, well, they're both liquid. <laughs> One day's better. I tell you what. 
All right, like this is the thing. Okay, so Guardians of the Galaxy before before um the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I mean, we had Iron Man that had the awesome ACDC playing every single time. Um, but besides that, Marvel wasn't really known for their music per se. So you had the Guardians that came out, and in the DC. You or whatever the fuck it's called, you had Suicide Squad that was very heavily, you know, with a very packed soundtrack besides that. I mean, or maybe I just can't think of it because I can't stand Batman versus Superman or Justice League. So if you ask me to... You can't stand BVS? What's wrong with BVS? Uh, oh, there's so much. Didn't we talk about... I don't know if we talked about this, but okay. If we did it, well, you I'm can't say the soundtrack is bad. It's it's beautiful. I don't even the opening I don't even remember. I don't even remember the soundtrack because I fell asleep practically during it. Um, I saw that movie um, on a pirated website. I have no problem saying that, and I was so mad that I Ooh, wasted get three hours. She lives in New <laughs> York so... City, New York. <laughs> I was oh, so Oh, no, she's mad. in New Jersey. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know where it is. But I'm not ooh, in New Jersey. I'm in New York. <laughs> oh, well, see? Um, she's in the tri-state um, area. <laughs> I, I, was so, I was so mad that I wasted three hours of my life. I wanted a refund, and I didn't even pay for it. I was like, I want a refund. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Come on. It wasn't that bad. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> You want to go call your internet provider and says, "Yeah, I was on I was online for three hours. I don't want to pay for that. I, I don't want to pay for that time that. that I was online. But I don't want to pay for that. Can find a way to calculate it out of my bill. I don't. I'm not going to say that I originally the the director's cut of the film puts a lot more into perspective. But if you're going to insult the score, I'm going to defend it. I really think it was it was pretty good. I really do like the the opening theme uh, music. If you could just like maybe just go back and maybe just check out the music real quick. Um, I think it does a really good job. I mean, you got the Wonder Woman thing that comes out of nowhere um, in the film. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> we're not talking about that, though. We're talking about Suicide Squad. And, and you're right. And I believe in Iron Man, they only played the ACDC song one time, by the way. Um, if I, yeah, if I'm not I think so. And then at the end, during the end credits, they played uh, oh, they Iron might, Man by yeah, Black okay. Sabbath. Yeah, and that was okay. about it, really. I mean, the Marvel wasn't known for their music necessarily before okay. the first Guardians of the Galaxy. But they wrote a song called Captain America, Marvel with music. Like, <laughs> they wrote, I'm Iron Man. And everyone's like, no, you're not. You're Ozzy Osbourne. It's like, what the? Whatever. <laughs> Ozzy was on to make Iron Man come out. Uh, I'm pretty sure he wasn't reading Iron Man comics. I don't even know if the damn character was. He was around by then, but I don't know. But I'm sure if they were, if there was a song called really Infinity War, <laughs> Chris is gonna write a angry letter to Ozzy Osbourne, like, "Hey man, how dare you call what, yourself what, what, Iron Man? <laughs> you're not Iron Man, fucking Tony Stark's Iron Man, bro." No, um, it's it's just I I think you know if uh, Marvel will use a a movie or. A, I think they would use another one of those, you know, popular songs that we're talking about if it fits the tone of the of the of the film. I don't know if someone like if there's a really cool Civil War song, you know, they could have used in there, you know, from the Civil War. <laughs> that would have been pretty cool. 
like shoot them Yankees one by one or something. I don't know. Something, you know what I mean? Something it would it would have fit in there. We would have, you know, put a little bit of a dubstep to it. Or uh, <laughs> what have you. That just that just made me think of um Deadpool, Deadpool. too. <laughs> yeah. Dubstep. I, yeah. <laughs> I love dubstep. I do. I like. I. It's one of my guilty pleasures. I like dubstep. Uh, every once in a while. Mine too. Do it every once in a while. People look over at me. What are you doing? I'm like. I take my headphone off. Like wow. She goes. Wah, blah, blah, blah. I'm like. What are you doing? I'm. I'm reading. How are you reading with that in your ear? I'm like. I. I can. I like it. Uh, dubstep's cool if done right. You know. Um, a I cool like little dubstep. video, Tia. If you haven't seen the dubstep kid, you need to Google that. And get right on the kids. <laughs> a kid freestyle the dubstep, a dubstep song, and it's amazing. Check it out if you're listening to. Go check it out, Dubstep Kid. It's on YouTube. You can't miss it. Uh, there's a Dubstep Kid remix to it, and that's that's brilliant. Oh somebody somebody takes his his. It's done a cappella, so he's like in his webcam, like in his in his room. And he's just like, wow, making the sounds, right? And then someone takes the actual <laughs> the beat and dubsteps it and puts it over the top. And it's fucking hilarious. Go check it out. It, it's, it's awesome. But, okay, so I'll give you, okay, Suicide Squad. And uh, what were we talking about before? I don't remember. Um, but, yes, it's use of it's, – it's entry into, into the, the world of DC or whatever they called it back in the day. Um, and its parallels to Guardians of the Galaxy are there. I see it. Um, I think tonally they're two different films, but I think, you know, Marvel edges it out just a little bit. Guardians 2, eh, not so much. The first Guardians, though, I go back to that soundtrack. Uh, volume 1, I go back to that soundtrack all the time. It's got some really cool, um, the funky, old-school songs in it. The first Guardians, their soundtrack was like, bar none with that. The first one, how do you have um how do you have a uh a fight between two people and what's playing in the background is ooh child things are gonna get easy mm-hmm. and it's like it's like how is that an epic battle song? But it is. For some reason it is it, an epic battle it, song. James Gunn just found a way to make it work and I think what we really like about it is you got to remember the time of the MCU at that, uh, you know, that was a real big phase change, but also a tone shift for what we were getting. So Guardians yeah. just came out and we was like, oh man, we're having some fun. And we're introduced to Peter Quill and look, we're, you know, we're sarcastic in space and there's a, a fucking tree and there's a, you know what I mean? And there's, you know, it's just, you got these dynamically interesting, uh, cool characters and you got, you know, I think they, you know, it only works if you want to keep the tone with the rest of the MCU. I think it only works with songs like that and during those kind of tense moments until we got Infinity War, which, you know, just thinking about it makes my stomach hurt. Um, oh. Watching that film is so just damn depressing. It's like, oh, I enjoyed it. When? Like, I, I sat there watching the whole film. I'm like, I want to enjoy how cool this is, but I, I want to know who died. Like, and it's like <laughs> everybody does. Oh, fuck me. And I know, because you know, if you're a comic book nerd, you know it's not going to end well. You know that movie's not going to have a happy ending. And um, so, yeah, uh, with that being said, I think um, 
it kind of edges itself out. But it's a cool, it's a solid number two pick, uh, Tia. I'll give you that. But are there any last thoughts you want to say about um, Suicide Squad? That was my best Will Smith impression, by the way. Wow. Speaking about Will Smith, speaking about Will Smith, his introduction, his character, I think was one of my favorite songs. I just... I don't even know what song was playing during that whole time, but that was definitely one of my favorite little, like, introductions. I love the the song that was playing during that. So I'm really kind of interested in seeing what the second one will be as far as soundtrack-wise, if they're going to stick with the theme. Um, I'm assuming so now that James Gunn is uh, involved in it. But, uh, you know, I don't know. If, If it'll be as on the nose as you said um probably not but i'm i'm right there with you i'm very curious um to see what james gunn does bring to town i'm really curious right now to see what the the dcu like we don't even have a batman or a superman it's all speculation we don't know there's no script we don't who's superman henry's out he's not out we don't know anything that's going on right now only the aquaman's coming out soon and it's like, what kind of tone is that film going to have? It's like the, the DCU is in disarray, for lack of a better word. So I really hope they get some, like, you know, one of the things we love about the MCU is the continuity um, in between films and the filmmakers being allowed to be filmmakers and um, them all being on the same page. And um, so we'll see what happens with Suicide Squad 2. But I am, I'm, I'm like you. I'm curious. And I, I'm, I'm one of the bright spots of that film was the soundtrack. <clears throat> so... Guys, real quick, if you're just tuning in with us, uh, we are talking about our top 10 film soundtrack and movie scores. And at number 10, we have Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. At number 9, we have Apollo 13. Number 8, Inglorious Bastards. Number 7, Interstellar. Number 6, Baby Driver. Number 5, Star Wars. Number 4, Kong Skull Island. Number 3, Blade Runner. Number 2 is Suicide Squad. And we've already said before, but my number one pick, and the I was actually listening to this before we went on, is Thor Ragnarok. And we tried so desperately hard, guys, to not put uh, superheroes on this list. But there are, you know, you know, arguably there are some great soundtracks to some of these really cool um, superhero films and Marvel movies and DC movies that come out. So there's, you know, it's really hard to kind of avoid them. But this one, I think, just stands out through that, all those 18 or so movies um, on so many levels, um, Magic Sword, the, the, uses of, uh, the use of that song uh, in the credit, in, in the, I'm sorry, in the credits, but also in the film, but also in the trailer, and just the, 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 the uniqueness of it with the visuals and the tone shift of bringing Thor to the a comedic side and Taika, Taika Waititi coming in um, and just, you know, I, I don't know how to say it. Taika's the whole place up and does his thing. I just, I love the guy. He's fucking funny. He's talented up the ass. He's super creative. I loved uh, what we do in the shadows. I love the little reference he did with the, with the stick. And I love how he plays uh, Korg. Um, I just, you know, all the behind the scenes footage. Is just he's just really excited and he loves what he does. You just you you got to appreciate that kind of guy. He's the kind of guy that I want to meet and have a beer with and just talk about. Like he could he could sell me insurance, and I'd be like, damn man. Like it's, I don't know if it's his accent or just the way he delivers it, but he's just for me. I'm just a huge fan of him. And there's just some odd 
interestingly, uh, like, I don't know how to explain it. There's a song on there where, you know, it's there's words being said. I think it's Taika who actually is singing it, but it's just nonsense. It's the the the, the Grandmaster theme. <laughs> it's just so weird and odd and cool. And I, I it's just jibber-jabber. And I'll be getting ready in the morning, and I'll listen to it. And I'm like, I'm just like, I don't give a shit if I don't make any sense. It's just really cool. And it's just for the tone of the film and the and the visuals that's set, in that film, it fits perfectly um, for me. Tia, I know you have a lot to say about it too, so I want to. I want you to get in on this. So I know you like it too. So how do you feel? What are your favorite parts about the soundtrack? Uh, I want to like geek out for a second. I am going to channel my Red Bull Ryan and fucking geek <laughs> yes. out on this shit. First of all, I agree. Like I want to meet Taika and hug him for saving the Thor franchise. Like, thank you, you amazing man, yeah. for doing this. I Thank you. Oh, my God. First of all, fucking... The, my two favorite scenes with music, first of all, is... Do you remember that scene when Loki and Valkyrie are walking and it's like, doom or something, and then, like, you know, it's like you thought you were seeing them from up top, but you were really seeing them from down below or something like that. Oh, I that, that mirror to... shot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, where it's, so, it's the floor, but it's really not. It's so fucking yeah. beautiful. And even when, like, they're flying, and I don't know what the other girl's name is, the one who, like, really hates Valkyrie, and the Grandmaster is just so amused about oh, yeah. it. And she, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And she's just flying, and it's like this, like, sound is going, and she's nodding her head. She's, like, bumping her head as she's, like, flying, going with, like, the fucking, just that whole, like, you know, and they're, uh, as Valkyrie's, like, jumping and, like, fighting on the planes and the I don't even know how to describe it. It's fucking amazing. And I swear, after I saw that movie, I instantly went on YouTube. I don't know if I saw Four Ragnarok the day it came out or not, but I was really hoping it would be on YouTube at that point, even though, like, realistically, why would it be? But I wanted to... And Man of Steel was on YouTube months before it came out, the soundtrack was available. I just wanted to to keep watching the scene where Hela grabs Thor, what are you the god of? And it's like, then you hear the sounds of immigration song by fucking Led Zeppelin. Dun, dun, ah, yep. And he's just got, right. oh my God. It's one of my like, favorite songs of all time, by the way. Oh, the fact that I they love it. it twice, the fact that they used to type once in the beginning of the movie. and In, in the beginning, scene, and that's a, that's oh. a fucking awesome scene. With the visuals and the song, but like the close-up of the hammer when it's like oh. knocking the shit out of all those things, like, dee, 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 I'm like, oh, that's fucking brilliant. Do you think Taika was just sitting there geeking out going, oh, and the hammer, the hammer can do this. He's just like, yeah, use the hammer. It just fucking gives me goosebumps and it makes me excited. It makes me want to get on set and like make a movie. It's it's one of those kind of moments. It sounds corny as shit and I don't care if I sound ridiculous, but it really makes me, it energizes and it just hits the mark. It's just talent. It's all over the place. And you're right, the use of the image. Is it immigrant song? Immigrant song. Keeps Immigrants. I don't know why I said immigrant song. <laughs> <laughs> the immigration song. I, I um, watch too much CNN. 
Right, build the wall, and Mexico is going to pay for it. Um, oh, anyway, <laughs> right? Uh, let's not get political. We don't like to get yeah. political here on Geek Fun. Um, but you're but right, yeah. and uh, you know, go ahead, Tia. No, I'm sorry. I could just geek about geek out about that scene like over and over because it's so fucking beautiful with that song, like how it's all building, and even like. The, the visuals of him, Loki smirking because he's like, my fucking brother is coming and he's going to kick everybody's ass. And we just saw Thor just flinging people around. He doesn't even have his hammer. He doesn't even have his hammer. He's just doing it. And fucking his eyes are glowing. Im- immigrant song is playing. It's so fucking amazing. And it's like, I think back on it, right, because, you know, I think our last, um, our last show uh, I talked about Thor's entrance in Infinity War, and I love that. I oh, yeah. love that entrance. You know, I love that scene. But it's like I still think that that scene in Thor Ragnarok is better, even though, again, even though I like literally wanted to like fucking scream, and I did. I screamed out in during Infinity War when that happened. But I still love the Thor Ragnarok. Just him, just slowly just jumping to battle all those assholes while Immigrant Song was playing. Oh, my God. I was just, like, freaking out. That movie, everything was so great. The whole, like, I don't even know, is that 80s soundtrack? It's, like, you know, very, like, weird space. It's definitely inspired by the 80s and, you know, the color scheme and all that. Um, You're right. It's him jumping into the, the framing of it, the shots of him. Um, I think at that moment, you know, Thor is just, you know, kind of getting his ass handed to him in one way or another throughout that whole movie. And that just kind of encapsulates a big moment, too. And you're right. It is, it's, it's a better entrance. I'm not saying it's the entrance, but it's a better scene for Thor, I think, than it was when he's like, Give, bring me Thanos. And then that group's like, ah. Like, it doesn't have the, it doesn't have the power. That um, I have to say, but I, I rewatched Infinity War. I'm not impressed with the CGI mocap that they did for um, Mark Ruffalo when he's when his helmet comes off and he's like, "Oh, you're in big trouble now." I just like, is your head floating? Like it looks like your head's floating on top of it. <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't look like you're really in there, Mark. Um, so you know you boo booed Russo brothers on a little part right there, but um, nevertheless. Uh, um, if you don't even just, you know, if you go past that song, you know, getting the let out, and if you just go back to, like, Magic Sword, if you go back to the the, the trailer, da-na-na-na, and it just comes in, and it's just, like, it's eerie, it's weird, it's, like, a metallic, it's got, like, a game, like, a like a game kind of, like, a RPG kind of a feel yeah. to it. Like, you're getting in, like, you're getting into something completely unknown to you and otherworldly because you're on this planet, Sakaar, and it's just fucking weird, and so is the music. It's perfect. It fits the weird-ass shit on that planet and the weird-ass people and the weird-ass grandmaster and the weird-ass music. It just, it, it oh, just goes... It, it's, right, and then you got... You, yeah, Jeff Goldblum uh, is it, just freaking... Uh, it's I want more grandmaster uh, at some point, please. But, yeah, I'm, you know, I can't... You know, we can totally geek out on, on Taika. Um, rumors it... I, thought, I heard a rumor he was coming back to do another superhero film, but I can't remember um, if that... I can't remember the film off the top of my head. But yeah, it'll um, come to me. I don't know. He's, uh, 
He is in talks from what I remember. I think I wrote the article. Oh. <laughs> Did you yeah, write it? Oh, my God. I probably, I probably that's why I saw it. That's um, what I did. That, I'm that, sorry. That, no, no, no. It's, I don't care. It's, uh, I think he did go to meet with Marvel and talk about an unknown film. We don't know what it is yet. And at that point, you know, a lot of us were speculating, you know, could he possibly be uh, directing Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, just because, oh, that's you know, right. You know, I, I would love to see that. As soon as, you know, I don't know what your stance is about the James Gunn. I don't want to, like, really get into it because, you know, it's, it is what it is now. You know, it's not happening anymore. He's done with Marvel. I have no hard feelings. I understand why Disney let him go. It's a business. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they have to look after yeah. their image. Do I have anything hard against him? No. I mean, shoot. Uh, we all, you know, we all make jokes like that. Um, you know, some of them are like, ah, but honestly, I don't see the man as a threat. I don't think he's like a, you know, I think he's just his sense of humor. But um, I see why Disney did their their thing. Like, I can't go around doing the things he did. My, my you know, my school would fire me, and, and rightly so. So if you're mad at Disney for letting them go, I mean, it's a corporation. It's a business. And a lot of people forget that. They forget that this is a business. And most of the people forking out the money for these movies don't even watch these movies. You know, they're watching the numbers and they're watching the, the, who's buying what or what the kids are into. They're not, they don't care um, about anything else except the image and making more money. So on that note, sorry to cut you off, but um, you know, no, um, sorry to you. No, it's just, you know, I mean, and I can go in on that, you know, you could argue that, Disney knew about those tweets and whatever. I mean, I read the tweets and I'm like, yeah, they make me cringe, but you have to remember 10 years ago, shock about it. I mean, that's the reason why Marilyn Manson is so popular, not taking away from his musical career, but he's shocking. People like shocking and people loved shocking back then, you know, and shit like that. But anyway, I don't want to get into that too much. Yeah. So, so as soon as James Gunn was let go, I instantly was like, let's get Taika in on this shit. He has, like, look at the two films. Look at, you know, the styles of it. Look how well Thor interacted with the other Guardians. I think that it would be a match made in heaven, and I don't know why this is not happening and why we can't happen. Taika, do you not want to do it? Disney, do you not want him to do it? Like, what's going on? You know, is it Dave Batista? What's going on? I need Taika to direct the next Guardians of the Galaxy. I would love that. I think that would be amazing. Uh, I I couldn't agree more. And I I think I think I think it'll play itself out. I think if there's going to be a Guardians three, why not bring him in and introduce it, and then you know maybe bring Thor and his you know, resurgence that he did with Thor, bring him into Guardians 3. I think that's a good, that's a wise choice. They have him, you know, they better snatch him up before, you know, DC gets him uh, to do the Flash movie. Uh, I think he, I think he would do great with that character um, uh, um, if Taika was to do that film. Or maybe even Green Lantern. I think it would be kind of neat to see what he would do with, with the Lantern Corps, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, Tia, I, I'm... 
I um, exciting things. You know, we got suicide. We got you know, Gun going over to Suicide Squad. Taika going over to um, uh, do you know, finish up and you know, possibly Guardian. So it's a really interesting time, you know. And we got you know, obviously Avengers Forge coming out soon. They're talking about maybe dropping the trailer and the you know before December first. Hint at it, but. The, they also want to drop the, the the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. I don't think they should drop that trailer until they drop the Infinity War one because that film comes on, you know, after. So why would we want to see a trailer, you know, right now Spider-Man's dead or wherever the hell he is. <laughs> you know, theories are rampant. But, um, so I don't know. So I'm, you know... Just curious as the next person, but I think we have a really solid list here. How do you feel about it so far, looking back upon it? I think it's a great list. Um, you know, I think, what do we always say that our, uh, what to call it, our lists are never really completely in order. You know, we just shout out shit and <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's we just shout out here, you know. Um, but I definitely stand by Thor Ragnarok having the number one spot. That's why I wanted you to have it there. I love that the two of us really agreed on that shit. Um, but I, I, and I also like that scores were included on this list because, you know, yeah. it's easy to think about soundtracks and they're great. You know, soundtracks are awesome, but I don't think that people put enough uh, emphasis on what a score can really do for a movie. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I think that we have a nice, solid list here. Yeah, I agree with you 100% about what scores can really bring. And a lot of people don't even pay attention to them either until, like, you bring it up and they go, oh, that movie all day, yeah, yeah. And it would be one of the things that they actually do like about the film. Um, uh, another, like, you know, memorable score is, like, Shawshank Redemption or Schindler's List. It's the, they're just, they, you know, for the... The visuals that are put in front of you, and to to nail it with the, uh, the appropriate music or score, it it just it puts your film on a whole nother level. And for me, um, it's I got pillars. Uh, I'm a I'm a filmmaker myself. You got to nail the dial. You got to nail the acting. You have to nail the visuals. You have to nail the edit, and you have to nail the sound. And that encompasses like sound effects, ADR. Uh, if we're using, you know, uh, pre-recordings of any kind or our score or if we're using, you know, modern music or pop culture music, whatever have you, it needs to be in there. It needs to fit the tone that you're trying to tell. And it can also help you. It's a tool. It's definitely a great tool. You know, you can set the tone with a guy and you can show him, you know, doing some mundane thing. But if it's done with the right music, you can feel what the character feels like without him saying a word. And that's what filmmaking is. It's basically show, don't tell. And music is a great way of using that tool. And if you use it properly, you have an iconic film on your hands um, if you have all those other pillars in place. And, you know, like I said before, a lot of these, we said before, it's a sliding scale with ours. So take it with a grain of salt. You can move these around. It's basically just a bunch of, really, you know, really big hardcore film people talking about our favorites and just putting them in an order, so to speak. But, guys, if you're just joining us, I'll go ahead and I'll uh, re just redo our top ten. Not redo, I'm sorry. <laughs> go over our top ten real quick before we wrap it up. Uh, our number ten pick uh, we have is Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, we're talking about the whole Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Uh, number nine is Apollo 13. 
Number eight is Inglorious Bastards. Number seven is Interstellar. Number six is Baby Driver. Number five, Star Wars. Number four, Kong, uh, Kong Skull Island, excuse me. Uh, number three is Blade Runner. Number two is Suicide Squad. And number one, we just got finished talking about was Thor Ragnarok. Tia, this is a pretty solid list. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, should we do any honorable mentions before we uh, of course. wrap up? Of course. Do you have any? Of course um, you do. We probably all do. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's funny I said that and then I completely went blank on what I oh, wanted to did say. You? you know what? Any Quentin Tarantino film, you know, we were talking about that earlier. Django Unchained had fantastic. Um, Reservoir Dogs had fantastic. Um, yeah. I was just looking at my, like, Pulp Fiction. I was just looking at my uh, collection of, like, DVDs here which probably are going to become obsolete at some point. They already kind of are, which is so strange. But um, uh, (laughs) the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack, you know, Tim Burton has a really great soundtrack um, for an animated film. Um, And I know you had said that you had, like, an animated film or two on your list, which would be really cool to kind of hear. Oh, yeah. Um, I was just thinking about that. You're right. Um, I think one of one of them for me, um, and, you know, Tim Burton does have some. Beetlejuice is really cool. Uh, has a really cool soundtrack. And obviously Batman's theme is iconic just as long, you know, just as, as much as John Williams' Superman uh, theme is. But my my animated pick is, is, um, is Lion King, believe it or not. I just, I, I love me some Lion King music, man. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I know it's corny. It sounds, um, and it's, it, it has no direct correlation to the fact that my school is putting on Lion King Jr. this year. But um, it's just uh, the circle of life. You got Elton John. You got this, you know, awesome voice cast. You got this really cool story. Um, and for me, it just puts me back in third grade. It puts me back in the in the oh. in the movie theater, trying to, you know, when you're when you're such a little kid that you can kind of like lift your feet up and the seat kind of pops your pops your legs up on its own because you don't have enough weight unless you're sitting straight up, you know, to put the seat down and you're just doing one of those and you're just watching it. And, you know, uh, it's, uh, for me, it's just what Disney deserves to be. Um, we don't, you know, we don't think we did Disney justice, you know, cause Mary Poppins is, has a great soundtrack, sound of music, West side story. Like I can go on. I love Greece. I think Greece has a oh. great soundtrack. I think they could definitely have made the list. Um, I probably would have put it on there if Red Bull Ryan would have went off on, like, I don't know what he would have picked. Uh, I probably would have just thrown Grease out there. And I know he hasn't seen it, <laughs> just so he can't say anything. But, uh, um, Chris, Ryan, if I'm you're listening, so you ha- happy. You ha- <laughs> are you happy? Uh, I'm so, so happy anyway. that you picked Lion King. I'm definitely going to really? put Tarzan then on there if we're talking about that. Like, that's so, so Collins, amazing. yeah. Uh yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah. Disney, you know, Pocahontas is good too, guys, you know, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Dang, I mean, we should do a whole, you know, we should do a whole animated uh, soundtrack or just animated movies. I think that, I think that's, I think we might do that sooner than, rather than later. I think uh, we'll have definitely a ton to talk about with those picks. I'm down. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Tia, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. It's been really kind of cool just to kind of have, you know, a, a you know, kind of conversation back and forth between the two of us and just kind of talking movies with you tonight. 
Yeah, no, it's been really fun. Um, I definitely had a great time. And um, thank you once again, Chris, for always allowing me to be a guest on the show. Oh, you're you're past the guest. You're part of the crew. You and Ryan are the, <laughs> the, the crew. But, you know, uh, oh. needless to say, you know, you're very welcome on no matter what. And uh, I love having you guys on. It's been, it's been a blast. Um, we get along great. And, you know, we always pull in and there's great communication. And we really do have passion, like we were talking about before, Tia, um, for what, you know, the passion really, you know, kind of shines. And we really love it. We feed off each other with it. It's always have, it's always a pleasure um, being on the show with you guys. Uh, Tia, where can mm-hmm. people find you? Like on Twitter? Uh, I know. Um, so let them know because she's a fantastic writer, guys, and she's uh, very passionate and she's on it. So let them know where they can find your um, your work. Oh, well, please find me on Twitter at uh, PC Stark. It's uh, PC underscore Stark. Um, I'm a writer for Geek Vibes Nation. Um, I put out articles practically daily, both news, opinion pieces, and I uh, do a few interviews with people that are a lot of fun. Um, so please follow me. Uh, for the latest, and, you know, let's just have a conversation. I love talking hee stuff, so, you know, that's where you can find me, Chris. Awesome, guys. Definitely go check her, check her out and check out gvnation.com. We have a slew of content creators who geek out on everything. We have a, a, a sports page now, too, guys, on Twitter. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, we do – we cover um, films. We cover Comic-Cons. We cover uh, television shows, streaming services wrestling, sports, you name it. We got great content creators, great writers out there doing awesome things. Definitely go check us out on there. And you can personally check me out at Two Sided Review. I have my own review channel where I give a two-sided approach to movies, one from a fan of film and one from the production side. That's Two Sided Review on YouTube. I'm on Facebook now, believe it or not, guys, and Twitter. Oh. Tia, thanks once again. <laughs> right, I know. Here we go again. It's all about the social medias. Um, but thanks for having you know, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on, Tia. Anyway, thanks for <laughs> thanks for being on. It was great to have this little conversation with you guys. And I will we'll we'll, we'll both see you. I think the crew will be back in action next Saturday, guys. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Have a good night. Peace.